Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this third day of February uh, 2022, Friday. Long week for me, long week here in the Nashville, Tennessee area. Long week for everybody. A lot of ice and and uh, issues, really, across the uh, Mid-South, uh, Southwest and whatnot. Glad everybody been able to make it through the week. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving wants to get out of uh, request a trade. We'll talk about that. What else is new, right? Uh, got Carlos Madden, New Yorker Chavez in around here somewhere. And going to bring him in, have a few topics to talk with him about. And more here on Scope. We'll get our first break out of the way. And we'll hit the ground running here on Sports Scope. Hello, Sportscope followers. After five years of doing this program, once a week, balancing a 60-hour workweek job, I've decided to do the program five days a week, one hour a night, taking a significant pay cut. So I've started a Patreon page, which is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash Sportscope, spelled the same way at the bottom of the screen you see there, for $5 a month, 17 cents a day. You can help support the program. You ask yourself, why Sportscope? Well, I bring in such big names uh, such as Al Borges, former Auburn offensive coordinator, and and I cover the big news uh, in sports that the corporate media will not cover. If you want to contribute more than $5 a month, you can go use the cash app. The cash tag is Sportscope, again, spelled the same way, or you can go to the Zelle app, sportscope at gmail.com. Uh, Sportscope has about 5,000 followers and growing. If you want to advertise on the program, you can email me. The word is sportscope, spelled the same way again, at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the program. All righty then. Now I am back here on all links live now. Okay, now... Let's start with the biggest story of the day, okay? Kyrie Irving. Maya Angelou said, great writer, when people tell you who they are, believe them, okay? When people tell you who they are, believe them. And so this guy, essentially, he, resume, he quit on Cleveland, want to get out from underneath LeBron's shadow, but he basically quit on him forces his way out of town, goes to Boston, quits on Boston in a series. A lot of your Boston fans will tell you that. Uh, your Corey's, uh, my friend Corey of the world, and Andre, they all know him about his experience in Boston. Now he's quit on Brooklyn. So you're, you're, you're on a contract here, which usually you get the most out of the play. I'm sure his agent didn't advise him to do this. So you're, you're on a contract year, and you're fourth in the East. And you're I just went over trade scenarios, uh, help that they need for, for this team uh, to be successful, all right? And since he cannot get his contract extension, he wants to be traded to a team before the trade deadline coming up on uh, next Thursday, the night. So he could be traded to get his money. So it's it's about, it, it's never about anybody else. And I see you, Carlos. I'll bring up just a second. But, but, but Kyrie, and I've said this before about Kyrie Irving. He's not, he don't have the off-field stuff like or off-court issues like an Antonio Brown. But this is one of those people who they're 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 gonna they're gonna they've burned so many bridges. They they have burned absolutely so many bridges. Once their career's over with, you're not gonna see them do business out. You're never gonna see them start like a big three. You'll never see them go in with another player because he's burning bridges constantly constantly burning uh, bridges, always wants attention, 
Cork says it's an agent of chaos. You know, who would represent a guy like Kyrie Irving? Uh, let me bring in Carlos Mad New Yorker Chavez here. Um, so you kind of heard my rant a little bit. Yeah, man. Why are you picking on Kyrie? Why does everybody pick on Kyrie? Dude, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay this guy for all the T. I, I mean, all the I mean, he's one of those people I just wouldn't give him 20 yeah, cents but, of my time. Everybody, everybody's playing this card right now. He's not the only player, man. Harden's been on like 15 teams. Yeah. He got like $350 million. People still paying him to pay to play on their team. I mean, listen, if you got the skills and you got the athleticism and you and, and you're you know and you're looking to play, even if you're in your mid-30s in the NBA, I guess you know the world's your oyster, right? Like you could do what you want. This is what these players are allowed to do because the, the owners and their agents have allowed it to, to happen. Like at the end of the day, you can't blame them. They're just a product of, of their of, of what what they're in right now. And the products of the NBA. And the NBA the is of their environment, is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty okay. much. And the NBA is like, you know, pay a lot for very little, you know, re return on the investment. But at the end of the day, these tickets are crazy, bro. These tickets to go to see the Nets, to see, you know, LeBron play, to see um Harden play, to see these people play other than the Nets on those days, those teams are skyrocketed expensive. So it, it's, it is what it is, and and you have to pay for it if you want those players on your team. And Kyrie's one of those guys that, unfortunately, you don't want on your team, but you need on your team. Like, you know, so, it you know, it's basketball, which is a different product than NFL because there's less players, and these players demand more attention. Um, you know, and, and it was people it was people like Michael Jordan that kept people watching the NBA, but it was people like Dennis Rodman, like Ron Artest, like, you know, like I can name a whole lot of – guys and Tony McDice that kept it interesting right um so yeah. you know like it, it's the NBA and this is what it's like changed this is you know it's a different era things have changed yeah. and this is what it is right now social media's changed everything um yeah. and these and these guys demanded more money for very little return on investment so if you're willing to spend money on some of these guys then you're going to get what you get and you can't get upset and right. it is what it, it, it is very good. Hold hold that thought. That is that is a good thought right there, because uh, you can't get upset because this is the game we play. Let me respond to to Peckles. Kyrie wants money, but but don't want to compete. Where's where's the dignity in winning and getting rewarded for winning? I mean, these this is, I know it's a rhetorical, but like these guys all have an ounce of not everybody. Giannis has got a lot of pride. Jimmy Butler. That's not fair to it's say. A lot Look, of pride. Check out one. I'll give you one person, for example, whose stats are outrageous, but nobody wants to be. Nobody wants him on on his team, and that's um, uh, what's this guy that played with Durant and and played for the Thunder, um, uh, and he plays for L.A. now. Westbrook, yeah, Westbrook. He he got all. He got about maybe three years, four years worth of just high end, like reps and and high end. Uh, records, holding records, and different things, right? Uh, well, uh, yeah, who wants But do you want him on your team? But he has to perform at that level. He has to get those numbers so he can continue to get paid more, right? Do you but have nobody, any, do you have but any nobody wants him on this team. So it's not you can't you can't have it both ways, Robert. This product, the NBA, what they're giving you, it is what it is. Yeah, and let me respond to that. And here, here, here's my thing. And I think you've probably heard me talk about this before. Is why don't these owners just say, okay, we're Stephen A. Smith is saying this. This is not just me. I've heard him say this. Uh, we're gonna have to get uh play, pay as you play. This is Stephen A. Smith, Mr. Pro player, pro NBA said that. Why don't Robert, they just stomach a lockout and, and get away from these guaranteed contracts so you won't have Kyrie Irvins on your team? My man, we used to buy Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets and, and sip on some Coca-Cola. Talking about this mess back in in two thousand twenty years ago, twenty one you know years ago now. We was talking about that when we was in college. Like you know, we, we should have been in the NBA because they paying these cats to do pretty much nothing. Like you know, yeah, like Corey, yeah, Westbrook is cooked, but he had to get cooked to get those numbers to sell jerseys to play for whatever team he wanted to be on. So, so do you, you know, think? What, what do you think about my proposal? Just stomach a lockout. And 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 let these guys and, and get away from these. Not I'm not saying none of it's not guaranteed. You could guarantee a portion of it, 
does does 100% of these contracts have to be guaranteed? I know second round picks are not for the record. Right. So so here's the deal, right? As much as there's guaranteed money, there's also money about you know, production and time on the on the court. And there's a lot of small little things that us fans sometimes kind Balls of look over because, and stuff yeah, and, yeah, because yeah. we don't like you can't you can't play on that salary on a high end salary and be put in on the second team. You can't because um, it's not allowed in your contract. So what do these players do and these teams do? They they have them hold out. If they get injured for one week, they hold them out for three weeks. So that way they can make sure that they get their money and, and make sure when they start, they're not like, you know, in bad conditions. So it's, it's everybody playing. It's everybody, you know, everybody got their hand in the cookie jar and nobody wants to come out and, 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 and take the time to, to get their own, man. So that's the problem the NBA has. And with the players, especially you, with wait, the players. Let me, let, me, let me stop you there. So are you trying to say that, and, and I think I'm hearing you right, that nobody's really concerned about the greater good of the league? No. Right. That's that's where the old commissioner, he had his flaws. Um, Corey probably knows what I'm talking about. The former Which commissioner. Which one? You talking about the little, the little guy? The older guy, he just died a few years ago. The former commissioner. Yeah, he, he, what he did for the NBA is was it, it was a difference. High, like he cared more about uh, Stern, David Stern, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to say that he didn't care, and I'm not going to say that he did. But care. You, what is, I'm that, is say, that what you're trying to say? But people worried about getting their own rather than the, the greaterness of the league. What what was what's happened with the expansion of the NBA because of David Stern? David right? Stern, yeah. It, Right, you 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 now need to fill these rosters, these other teams, with players that are just as good as the top-rated players now. Now, because they saw that there was a flaw in that, they had created the developmental league. But now they're not. Now they're kind of still stuck in the middle because they still have very little players that are in the top tier, and a lot of players in the middle and low tier. This is kind of what's happening in the NFL right now too. Okay. So it's it's a project. It's a it's a situation that has to do with players and their own development. Whether they go to college, they don't go to college, they play overseas, you know, or you know, it's a little bit. Of, and, and it also has to deal with what can the player get at that moment. Like we we're looking at it as fans. We we're not looking at it as a business, and it's a business, people. I know you yeah. buy tickets, but that's part of the business too. And I, I'm not, I'm not, and I do not feel sorry for you because I feel sorry for a lot of fans because they're well, not the, getting to we're watch the contributors. The we're the contributors to the business. Right. So, but if the, we didn't the, watch it, they, they wouldn't get paid anything. But the system, the system in uh, athletic sports and the NBA, uh, the NFL, the NHL. We're is, the customers. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Is that the high end players, there's very little of. There's very, and sometimes it's like four elite players or 10 elite players. And then like a bunch of good players, and then bam, it just kind of falls. So a roster has like three or four good, you know, great good people on the team that you're paying for, and then the rest of the team is not balanced out, right? So uh, especially in hockey and NBA because they they have smaller rosters. So you know what do you do, right? So you still have TV money that comes in, you still have merchandising the money that comes in, you still have to pay contracts to the arena. There's a lot of money movement. movement oh, I love, are you okay with what this stunt he pulled today? I've, I've been saying this for the last four or five years, even before COVID. The quality of play in sports has gone down, but the money has the money that we have to spend that we, that we pay as fans has gone up, and that's Way not. Up. And 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 like I told you, and I told people as much as I love New York and New York sports, I'm not gonna go pay and watch a Knicks game to see what what's going on there. Okay, you, let, let me add. You're in you're in New York City. Uh, we, uh, you know, you love the Knicks. I I, I kind of admire the Knicks. I've always did. When I was living there, I talk and talk Knicks basketball with anybody. How much? What what do you think it costs to, uh, for two people to go to a game? You and your son. Right now. Yeah. Two hundred dollars. Two hundred minimum, and that's not me enjoying the game. That's me like. Looking from the looking at the pigeon seats, man. Looking from the top of the arena, bro. For a mediocre seventh seed basketball team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, when I was living in New York, it was eight dollar for bleacher seats for the Yankees, and I hated the Yankees, but that was the best deal. And it was really high, like that, twenty years ago. And and for the Knicks. And, and I'm not gonna lie, you can find a few steals here and there, but you know why? Why as a fan do I have to look for the cheapest deal? You know, like I want to get a good deal, and I want to see good 
uh good actually play you know so how much is it for refreshments like a beer is like 12 to 15 dollars liquor is like 18 to 20 dollars like how about a know, hot dog and just a, a hot dog is like six dollars to eight dollars like it's crazy man it's ridiculous 200 bucks and that's for the how much for the seats alone 200 the seats are probably about okay seats like towards the top of the of the middle of the arena is about 80 to 90 bucks a pop yeah and they play 41 home games you could get yeah. Titans tickets cheaper than that I mean Titans well, the thing is I'm in New York City that's another thing right I'm 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 at the I'm at the You're paying um, for that high rent yeah, I'm playing for the high rent. Exactly, I'm playing for the MSG that's written on top of my arena right yeah. now. Yeah, so, you know, and don't and don't want to go out and be like, he don't want nobody to talk bad about him, and he's he's ready to be like, um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I gotta look for a charger. My battery's about to go off. No, I, okay, okay, he, yeah, he, do what you gotta do. Um, he, he, he's looking for a he's looking for a, a cheap way to um, a, a way to get get back at people who say you know that don't like him. He's, he's, yeah, he, he's, he's got thin skin. That guy's got a lot of thin skin. Okay, so this is what I think they should do. I didn't get a lot of time. This kind of really caught me off guard, everybody. But essentially, you know, the Lakers are one of the teams that are rumored to be uh, interested. And I'm thinking he would be perfect for LeBron. LeBron's about LeBron. He's not as bad as Kyrie. Kyrie's about Kyrie. You know, LeBron... He he actually he he brings he comes into town he brings guys like Lonzo Ball and his TV show the shop and everything and then and then and behind the scenes he can't wait to get him and 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 Ingram and all those guys out of town so he can go out and get Anthony Davis in and so I'm thinking they would be perfect for each other they're both just total just I, I can't find another word other than narcissistic uh, I know that's kind of a strong word but just egocentric people like LeBron James. So my thing is, even though I know that Anthony Davis is an injury-prone player, nobody wants Westbrook, God. But Anthony Davis, for him, uh, th those salaries are very close. Maybe you give him a bench player. Maybe you throw in a draft pick or two uh, for Kyrie. Then you've got Kyrie LeBron. You've got those other players around him. you got Anthony Davis. You got a four seed. By the way, Durant will be back. He'll be back around. He, he's supposed to play in the All Star game, and it's two weeks from uh, Sunday, Carlos. I don't know that. I, you know what? I don't. That that's every, just you may spitball and potential trades. Yo, yo, Pickles mentioned about MJ. Let me tell you something about MJ. And and it was a different time. It was different NBA. Yeah. And Jerry Krause. I mean, just Stern and and the owner was it Krause? Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause for the, uh, the owner for the Chicago. Chicago oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So he or it might he have been Ronsdor. He made it a point. I think Krause was the GM and Ronsdor was the owner. Yeah, and he made it a point to to try to coddle Jordan as much as possible. Yeah, and all these stories, whether we know whether they're true or not, coming out just goes to show that Jordan wasn't an angel, and Jordan had a lot of you know a lot of baggage, and that. A lot of it didn't come out because social media wasn't that big, anyways. Um, the the so we don't know what reports are true. You know, we don't know you know what it is. These poker games, like you know, what happened. He he claims that he's been in poker games, so we know that some of them did happen because he said so. We know that there's camera footage of him being in in Vegas two games two two days before a championship game. Like, look, you know, what we know is he's what we saying, know. Is that he's he's a competitor. He doesn't want. Yeah, no, no, no. We saw doing nothing. Right, no, but well, he he was the most paid basketball player without having to worry about playing on a basketball court. So when he left for to play baseball, he didn't have to worry about it because he was already taken care of. Yeah, that Nike deal was the one thing that that was his his security blanket at the end of the day. So we we can't say nothing about Jordan because at the end of the day, Jordan had Jordan had a security blanket, and it was a different era, man. It was a different time. <laughs> He covered up to, to, to protect that image. And, of course, that is true. And, and you know, it, it, what they actually cared about winning and, you know, Colin Coward has this theory that, that the money is so big and people, so many players share the same agents. It's too buddy-buddy. And if you really want to get on a tangent, there's too much low management. Uh, a former The former coach that, uh, you know, your guy, 
that from ESPN that calls a lot of the Nick games. He used to coach for the Knicks, works with the ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. His brother also coached in the league. He coached for the Knicks in the 90s. I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, um, um, Van, Van something. Yeah, um, yeah. Van Gundy. Van Gundy. Van Gundy, yeah. yeah but look, Dan, Van it. Gundy, and Mike. And, you know, so that's just it, – it's too buddy-buddy. There's too much load management. It, it, it's people wanting to get paid not to do – there's not a lot of guys that just are diehard, very serious competitors. Giannis is an I, old soul. But there's not too many Giannis's out there. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think the reality is that these there's too God, many yeah. too many games right now in the NBA for these players who are it's different. The same, type of, same no, 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 no. Listen, listen games. to me before you you guys go on the old school Reddick. These guys are working, <laughs> these guys are working ahead, out and, and they have different and they're actually more athletic and they're faster than the players were in yesteryear. So they're actually they're actually using more more energy and they're using their muscles and they're getting injured more because they're actually working out before games and after games. Like, you know, and and there's people that did that, like Dennis Rodman and there's a couple of guys that were crazy like that, but that wasn't, that wasn't the formula in the league back then. And it was a different style, you know, like the game was slower the game was, um, uh, you know, it, it was less shooting. It was more like dink and dive. You had this, you had centers, that wouldn't last more than three years because they had bad knees because they play so physical. And that was the 80, and it's been the same, right? So, but you you know, like the older guys, the more oh, we, we like that back in the day. Yeah, but back in the day, guys weren't running the, the speed that they're running at now. And and there was only a few players that were doing the, the exercising, you know, before and after games. And, and, you know, instead of resting one day, they would go and, and hit the do a hill or two. Like, you know, this is this is different. This is a different time. Athletes, they're banged up and already hurt by the time they're doing that middle school AAU stuff already, too. So, I mean, that, you know, some of these kids come into the league with injuries. With not much. You know, but, you know, you'd be surprised, Concentration, man. concentration may be a, a, an issue. Too much concentration on one sport. I think it's just guys mailing it in, personally. I, I just think uh, – well, who's that famous boxer? He, he, he boxed there in the Sugar Ray Leonard era in the 80s. He says it's really hard to get up at five o'clock in the morning and do road work when you're waking up on silk sheets. You know, <laughs> when life is just so good. Is that Hagner? Yes. Marvelous Marvin Hagner. Good call, man. Man, if he's on the <laughs> show, I'd give you a bing right there. You get a point. <laughs> you know. So, hey, listen, guys, if you really want to impress a lady, silk sheets is the way to go. That, that's what Marvin Hagler said. I mean, he's just like, it's hard to do road work. When you've got all these, when you wake up, I mean, listen, it's like you got a big payday from a big fight, and you're getting ready for the next one, you know. And I'm, and I'm not, and I'm not gonna say, and I'm not gonna say that these or these they guys, either play or hit the bricks. I mean, that, yeah. that's Stephen yeah. A. Smith, Mister Pro NBA, is starting to come along. To that I'm not, type of thing. I'm, I'm not, and I'm not giving credit to the players today in fighting in their. In, you're in, just, you're just being a realist. Is that what yeah, you're trying I'm just to saying do? That you know, um, it's, it's, it's. The fact of the matter is that the NBA is should be on on the up, and right now it's on the mediocre, and and I dare say the same That's thing. That's what for I'm the, saying. Uh, maybe maybe a lockout's say, warranted, Carlos. And I dare say the same for the NFL because of this crud that's happened this past season. Even though we're going to get a decent Super Bowl, I'm not I'm not going to go out there and pay a couple hundred dollars, five hundred dollars to watch no Giants or Jets games. I'm not going to yeah. do that. You know, so even Colin Cowherd, he he's Mr. Pro suck up LeBron. He even says the NFL is way better than 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 the NBA as far as what the NBA has become. Now I still like I still like the competition. I think we're gonna have a good playoff. But I just wish guys had more pride and dignity. Like, don't you want to win first? You know we're gonna reward you if you win. I think you know what it is. That was it reported was, actually that they were going to give him a new contract that they won a championship, and that wasn't good enough for him. You know, I, I think it's also that everybody wants to win, but everybody knows that not everybody can win, right? So that you know, and that's a problem, right? Um, when other teams have a lot of parity, um, yeah. you know, that's what happens. But that's what people were asking for. You know, every every team wanted an opportunity to slide in, especially after the whole COVID thing. Oh, I want my team to be in the playoffs, and every it's, it looks like almost every team's in the playoffs nowadays. Right, and I'm looking for that quote that 
that Stan's brother. Uh, no, yeah, it is Stan. Excuse me, Stan Van Gundy, Mister Mustache, the uh, Mustache, Mister uh, Porn Stash is what people would call him. I mean, I didn't call him that, but I've known other people call him that, and it was really embarrassing looking. But uh, God, he's coached everywhere. I had his quote here somewhere, and. Even Durant said, like, yeah, maybe you got a point. I mean, I was surprised Durant said something to him in a tweet about it, you know? But, you know, he it, it, it was a really good quote about guys, you know, he's like, the medical staffs are huge now. The guys are flying private. Uh, they've got everything at their disposal, and they're injured. Are oh, they really injured? Or the money's so good, if you got a hangnail, you're done. You're done. I got to get my manicure. So uh, there, there may be some truth to that. You know, do you see any destinations for Kyrie? Uh, anybody who's willing to pay him. That's all I can say. For competitive half purposes. Of, no, half of the NBA is in a playoff situation right now. <laughs> it's like, well, that know? is true. You got that playing game and, with the 10th seed. I would like to see him maybe in the West with Utah or a game like Phoenix, like a team like Phoenix or Utah, you know, where they're, where they have to like play against Golden State and, you know, because Golden State ain't giving any way, giving away any players, like, you know, so. Well, you know, Danny Ainge is running Utah. He probably right. wouldn't go for, remember, he had a No, bad I mean, I'm just saying know. I would like to see him be on a competitive team that would go against Golden State. That's what I would like to see. But I don't, my voice don't matter, right? So, you know. I'm just you saying asking if me. you were playing armchair general manager. Yeah, probably um, probably Phoenix maybe, you know? Yeah, Phoenix is one of them. Um, the Mavericks, the Lakers. Yeah, see, I don't uh, think Cuban would go for a guy like Kyrie. Uh, the Lakers, the, the Suns, and the Mavericks, according to Sean Sharamia, are all suitors for uh, – like I said, the Lakers, he fits in with that culture of the Lakers and LeBron would be the best fit for maybe an Anthony Davis. I wouldn't I wouldn't want Westbrook on my team. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the thing is that you need him on your team. You want him on that wall, but you you can't question you can't have the rest of the other stuff. So you gotta have thick skin and a big wallet, man. So that's who uh, that's who the, the next Lakers are like four games under five hundred. Uh I would love to see that. That that that's continuing to see the Lakers just go into uh, basketball wise. Yeah, but he's such a cancer at this point. He's quit on multiple teams. Uh, it's got to be more than just the player itself. He's unreliable, man. You know, did he does he really quit on teams, or is like the team's not really that good, so he don't feel like playing? They're that's a four not seed. Oh, come on, man. They're not Come that on. far from my first spot. Hold on. But that's, see. You, you I've see, got the standings here. Hold on. What you're saying to well, me, you Robert, go ahead and talk. I'm just looking at the standings, brother. What you're saying, you might say a four seed, but a four seed is really like a, like a six or an eight seed anyway. They would play the five seed. They would have home court in, in the first round. Right. No te preocupes. Ahorita lo arribamos, okay? Um. <laughs> Okay, they're they're three games out of second place. They're they're, they're six games out of, of first place for Boston. Boston owns them. They beat them like ten straight. There you if go. You get like a two or three straight, two or three seed. You're not going to meet Boston until later. So my think my argument to Kyrie is, what if you go a few rounds in the playoffs and you look great? Uh, you're going to look more attractive to another team instead of quitting before the trade deadline. I mean. What is he thinking, man? He, you know? he has He keeps getting beat by Boston. That's what he's thinking. He don't want to. He don't want to keep seeing the same team, man. He wants an opportunity somewhere else. That's what he's thinking, man. If he can't beat Boston with the team he has now, then he's got to go somewhere where he can win. Yeah, I would send him out to the West. I mean, Milwaukee uh, technically they would work, but if I'm Giannis, I don't want a guy like that on my team, man. You know, it's just. Uh, a he's like one of these diva receivers. A little bit of Kyrie will go a long way, you know. He's a rental man. Yeah. Hey, let me you don't marry this guy. Yeah, let's, let's switch me over. Oh, okay. Let me bring you on the other one. Yeah, man. Remove.
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. All right. Sorry about that. My battery's on. <laughs> okay. So um, it is what it is. This is an ongoing story saga. I'll probably talk about it Monday on Sports Scope. Let's move on. Uh, what are your thoughts about last week? What do you think about uh, Cincinnati losing to uh, Kansas City like that? I really thought Cincinnati's going to win that game. I think a good lot of defensive, people did. Uh, good defensive game there for uh, good coaching there from from uh, Kansas City. Of course, Chris Jones played the game like we thought to right. help him win. What's your thoughts on uh, that game last week in the NFL? Well, I mean, I one question for you, Robert. Do you think there was a fix? No, I'll tell you what, team's going to get home calls, man. You know, Cincinnati, I've been defending Cincinnati a, a lot. You know, I like Joe Burrow. I still think he's, he can make throws that probably no other quarterback in the league can make. Uh, I, I, know, I know Mahomes can do certain things that he can do, or Josh Allen. I think both of those guys have stronger arms. But I'll say this, this team lost four games, Okay. They got off to a bad start. Uh, Kansas City did not lose those four games. They lost three. Okay, so they deserve to be at home. Teams get home calls, okay? Uh, that's just the way it is. Part of me thinks they're very cocky. They're very chirpy, them being Cincinnati. And I think refs take that into account. And I think that refs kind of look the other way when there was some roughing calls that could have been called against Joe Burrow, which I saw two or three, and uh, they may favor Kansas State. Shouldn't do that. Those guys are paid $200,000 a year, by the way, to call three-hour football game. But it was bad, Ralph. That guy was terrible. He will His crew will not cover the Super Bowl. I guarantee you that. And they won't cover any big games for a while. That's how the NFL works this Yeah, day. but that's, that's a little too late, you know. So what? So you think it's just really bad? What What's your thoughts on the game? I, I think that the game, um, Cincinnati, I think came in way too cocky. Um, Burrowhead and yes, the teams thought that they would be able to they would be able to score more, and they didn't. They should have. They should have used the speed, and they didn't. Um, they did stick with the running game, which was I was kind of surprised because um, they they were you know um, they were in the negative on, on some on some of those plays. Um, there was a lot, they threw a lot of uh, big opportunities that they missed out on. Um, I, I feel like they, they try to use Jamar Chase a little bit too much where the last game they used anybody and everybody who was available. So yeah. that, that to me, I think was the difference in the game and the offensive side of the ball. Right. Defensive wise, um, they, they did okay. Um, but they didn't do enough. Right. And so. Uh, you got to give credit to the Chiefs, who's uh, young. Who the young players played out. They played a hard out. But McDuffie played a very solid game. Um, yeah, he did. He sure know, did. And, um, and, Those uh, are a lot of. At one point, they had all the whole rookie. The whole secondary was rookies. Yeah, Sparangolo called a great game. To be honest with you, in a didn't didn't allow. Burrow was to, awesome, man. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't allow uh, Burrow to to do things that you know to be quick with the ball and have yeah. and find anybody open. So. Um, I don't think the, the game should have been that close. Um, if the bang, if the Bengals would have started scoring quicker, I think the game would have been different. But a lot of the things they wanted to do, uh, Spagnolo had a good game plan for them, shut them down. Um, and and then Burrow, I think at this game he tried to be too much. He didn't he didn't let the game come to him. He tried to be the game. And um, this is the first time I actually seen him play like that, yeah. where he was like trying to be the man instead of just play the game. And and that's not that doesn't work for him, and they need to go back to drawing board on that if they're going to come back next year to be in the in the playoffs. So. Yeah, and you know what? At first glance, um, what you're saying about Spignato makes me think about this Eagle game in the Super Bowl. Not not breaking it down, but these are this. There's just something I've just been thinking about during the week that you know. Even though the Eagles are favored in this game, you got to think about the fact that the shoulder issue is an issue for um, for Jalen Hurts, you know. And I think he may need some kind of surgery. It may be minor. It's not. I'm not talking Tommy John. I think he. I think his shoulder is is, is really bothering him. And I don't know if it's going to be ready uh, come Super Bowl time. 
And I know that Mahomes has that high ankle sprain, but he he didn't he didn't have any interceptions or anything. He played pretty smart football. I think that there it it, it gives Kansas City a much better chance. I mean, I had I play these little parlay things, you know, where uh, eighty yards for AJ Brown is what I had, and I had uh, uh, the Eagles covering their point spread it was like what three or whatever. They got the spread easy. But, man, he was missing some wide-open guys. And he says, I'm not 100%. I'm like, yeah, you're not. Here's a number for you. Blowout win, right? You know how many yards he got? 270 total yards. I mean, he had a pretty bad – and that's the second – he didn't have a good game against the Giants either. So this this makes a really interesting Super Bowl. So what do you think about Jalen Hurts? Look at look at the way he right. threw in that game. So, so Robert, if both, if both of these guys are injured, right? Yeah. So you're taking their their injuries. What is their like? How are they going to be able to be competitive? And what is it that they'll be able to give to the offense? Because Jalen Hurts' biggest attribute is is being able to scramble. Yeah. And move around. And um, the second thing that he does is uh, the quick. The quick throws, quick routes that they have him, they have him, uh, AJ Brown and um, a few other guys. That so, is this injury that that intense? Now, on the flip side, Mahomes, same thing. His attributes are his speed, being able to throw off any kind of foot, throw the ball in any kind of way. So, who who who's better at being hurt and playing hurt? Now, what you're saying to me is that you this is going to be a defensive battle. Whoever wins the ball, whoever wins the the defense defensively is who's gonna you know win the Super Bowl. That's pretty much what you're saying to me. Well, whoever's got the better defense will win the Super yeah. Bowl. And which is which which is usually what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that that, that is true. And now obviously the answer to that would be they have better players on the Eagles. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I think that there's a, there's there's a game plan. There's a game plan already set. Now they, by the way, they've worked on that game plan. That game plan is in the book this week. Next okay. week is media stuff, travel, right. all the hoopla. And you know my thing, and I and I always say the same thing is that, you know, the Chiefs need to go out and they can score fast, but they need to keep scoring fast and score a lot. Yes. Right, that's Super what we're over aggressive. Right, and they don't. They score a lot, but they get you know, they get into a little rhythm, and they just start doing whatever the you know whatever the Andy Reid tells them to do, which is to slow the game down, which is detriment to to their ability to crush teams. The Eagles, they just go out and score, and they've been average yeah. before uh, the first sixth and seventh game. They were averaging thirty three points a game. Where the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs were averaging 29, 28 to twenty nine points a game, uh, and so you can't say that the Chiefs are better in that retrospect. Um, and so, and the Eagles have a better O line, they have a better D line, they have a you know, so they're good on offense and defense. They so have a right now, secondary too. Yeah, right now everything's heading looking like the Eagles might squeeze out this win, except for one thing, hurts. Uh-huh hasn't played hurt before and we don't know what that's going to be right other words he's gonna this is what i'm saying spagnato has beat the greatest offense of all time and by the way i didn't think i'm a really is chris jones that much better than ed oliver for the denver uh for the buffalo bill i mean totally just whooped up on that offensive line there i know they had backups now you're talking daylight and dark eagles offensive line versus um uh versus the cincinnati Bengals. remember they had three players out but you know they look i, I don't think they're that much better I, look, than, um, than, than denver than buffalo excuse me i don't think so they're that much better man here's my take on this um the eagles have been ridiculed and not respected because of the their they say that the schedule was weaker that you know they didn't play they played lesser teams but they won they won all those games the chiefs lost almost lost a few games they had played a lot of a uh, couple games in uh, overtime right M- remember the, the titans almost came back and got them yeah 
they let the Titans come up and catch them, and then they they end up winning in, in overtime. Um, so those kind of things are looked at, man. And um, I think the better team right now and the better coaching and right now the better attitude and the spirit of core and teamwork goes towards the Eagles, man. And I say the Eagles by three. So yeah, I'm, I'm taking yeah. that. And, and like I said, we'll break it down next week. But these are just early observations. If you like, you said, and that was my first thought about that is, you know, that the Eagles could play like the Titans played them, except they have a player that can finish. But can he really finish? The Titans had, you know, he's way better than than Malik Willis, even with a bad shoulder. But if I'm I forgot. I forgot two weeks. That was a primetime game. They were major, major favorites in that game. I think even though it was a primetime game, I think the Chiefs kind of mentally checked out because they knew they were playing against a backup quarterback, and they were heavy, heavy favorites in that game against Tennessee. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I'm, I'm stacking that box, man. I'm stacking the 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 box here, and I'm making Jalen Hurts beat me downfield. And, and, and I'm putting one of my better corners on um, on uh, what's his name Dallas Godert here, and I want to see if he can hit AJ Brown deep because uh, he kept missing in the other game. You know, I'm going to test that out. I, I'm going to I'm going to stop. I'm going to slow that run game down enough where I want to see how good you are with that shoulder because he missed a lot of players. That Devontae Smith, it was such a great catch, but it was actually a drop. You know, I mean, there's 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 some argument for Kansas City. I'm not picking anybody. I'm just telling you this. This is what's going through my head during this week, man. Storm, the storm is a brewing, right in your head. <laughs> Listen, um, Spagnuolo's gonna have them try to keep them. And running I, may, the ball. I may flip next week. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Spagnuolo's gonna try to help them help them get, just have them keep running the ball. And that's something that. You know, he hopes that happens, and he's only going to be able to stop that so much because the Eagles actually have a better O-line, man. The Eagles have um, a couple options, and if they do the whole play-action fake and Hurts only has to throw the ball 10, 15 yards to Brown for him to get yak yards, the, then – that's what I'm saying. I don't think they'll do that. I mean, I'm putting 7-8 in the box. I'm saying, okay, you're not going to run. Now, when you do that, the problem is if you miss the first wave – you're going to give up some big plays, maybe a 50-yard I mean, touchdown. You see what I'm getting at? If, if you see, if you see what the Eagles did to the Giants, stopping Barkley, right? He was a fourth best running back in, in the NFL. No, I'm talking about Cincinnati defensively against the Eagles. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm putting, I'm, I'm, I'm stacking that box, and I'm saying, okay, Hurts, let's see you make big throws downfield. On a, on a and we're going to see how much you really want to run against our front here yourself run with that bad shoulder I mean it's it's food for thought I may change you know like I said that's just it's food for thought and and quite frankly uh, what how many how many what quarterbacks did they play in, in the playoffs you know I mean you play the games that's in front of you but still I don't know, man. I saw a stat the other day that teams that that blow out their championship games uh, lose the Super Bowl, like the Giants in 2000. I don't know. That could just be just a fluke stat. I don't know. But it's just food for thought. Uh, switching gears, man, we'll break that game down and make a prediction next week. It's not Super Bowl week. Um, okay. So we had some coaching. Uh, what, what do you think about? Uh, let's see here. Obviously, Sean Payton. Remember, man, I didn't see that coming, man. I'm so you. I had a tidbit. Somebody told me like the other day it was like, if you know that if Payton goes to Denver, he's gonna be like, he's gonna be money rolled by the richest person and one of the richest people in the world, not yeah. just the United States, but like in the world. So that kind of like, you know, that kind of made me think twice because I didn't. I, w- I was saying that in a lot of places, I didn't think that Denver was a place for Sean Payton. But if you think about it financially, uh, he would be okay there because he could, if anything happens, the Waltons are open for business and they're willing to spend what it takes. And yeah. They're willing to make moves that need to be made. Uh, and, you know, they, they went out and got Wilson. I'm sure they're ready to cut him if he doesn't, you know, get a return on investment. So, um, and they don't mind getting that cut, right? They don't mind getting 
being charged that. So uh, it's not really a bad place for him to go because he's guaranteed money for players and guaranteed money for his contract. So, <laughs> you know. Okay, Here, here's the early reports. And, and I know you guys really want to hear this. I love talking about this stuff. Okay, this is a little bit lower than I thought, Carlos. Mike Killis of 9news.com reports that Peyton will receive, this come out just a few hours ago, okay, between 17 and $20 million on a contract that at least five years. Peyton reportedly had been seeking 20 to $25 million. Okay. No, those are not final numbers. This may be a bogus report here. I know that he's officially signed for five years to the audience here. And something tells me that that may be a bogus report. Uh, but still, that's a lot of money, man. 17 to 20 is, is more than anybody. Yeah, and uh, you know what? Uh, but I was thinking 25, though. Pey- Peyton can go, like I said, like I told you. And I, Maybe he's got incentives, you know. Yeah, we, okay. He could have chose to go anywhere he wanted to. So, yeah. you know. If that's where he picked and that's where he wanted to go, then it is what it is. And we're going to have to, you know, the West is going to be the Wild Wild West that was supposed to be last year. Do you season, think right? they'll make the playoffs with Peyton and Russell Wilson? Uh, I mean, they're, that's a good young defense there. They got to figure out that offense. Peyton, Peyton be able to figure that offense out quick. Uh, they'll make some moves that they need to, and they'll be competitive for sure. I haven't I haven't ever seen a Peyton team that hasn't been competitive. So. That's my answer. I think they'll be. I'm not saying they're going to Super Bowl, but I think I think they can be in the playoff hunt, wild card team. Maybe some breaks. Maybe win the division. Uh, the Kansas City is going to have to pay Patrick Mahomes that much more money next year. But that being said, I don't know what's going to happen with the Chargers. The Chargers may have struggled with Keelan Moore. The Cowboys were second defense and a lot of different stats there. Uh, the Raiders. I'm. I'm pretty much going to say that they're going to be a train wreck because of the Raiders. Uh, the Traders could go either way. It just depends on what the draft looks like, and then it depends on what the spring spring training is like, if the people that are there are, are willing to stick it out for their contracts or they yeah. want to just jump ship, which is kind of like what Raiders do, right? Go from one ship to another. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so we'll see what happens out there in, in Vegas. And, um, I don't know. I don't know about San Diego. I don't know if Kellen Moore is the best pick for them to go out there. Though. No, I was hoping that that ideally, during you know, I've been talking about this for months. I was hoping Sean Payton would have took over for the Chargers there. Yeah, I think that, that would have been Super Bowl or bust action there. I think that's probably what he was looking at, and probably too much pressure for him as well. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, and they they went on and kept Staley. Um, so what's your uh, well? What's your thoughts about Tom Brady retiring? Yeah, I mentioned before on the show this morning that um, it's my little one's <laughs> coming to join the show. <laughs> my little one, she snuck in the stoop, snuck in. Um, That's okay. So, um, you're like, you know, like you go to the podium, you know, the, the players got their kids on the podium. <laughs> She's too heavy to put on my lap, so. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, you know, our age group, this is the best quarterback we've ever seen in our age group. Uh, we saw the back end of Joe Montana's career, which right. didn't end um, in the best way. Um, even though a lot of people say he's the best quarterback stat-wise uh, during the season. However, uh, Joe had more to play with than Tom Brady did. And I'm not going to compare the two. Uh, I think they both, do, you know, are the best uh, QBs. Yes, uh, but for our generation, it is what it is. Like, um you know, he's the best player that we've seen, our generation has seen. And, I mean, seven Super Bowls to prove it with a lot of winning him in a lot of different ways. Because he wasn't always the number one player, but he was always in a number one team. And, yeah. you know, and he was one of the main, you know, people on the team. So that's what he gets credit for, right? I mean, yeah, he had a great kicker. They got him out of a couple of jams. He's yeah. had a great defenses. He's had great what coaching. What a clutch kicker there. Adam Vinatieri, yeah. man. Yeah, he had some great coaching, but so had Joe Montana. Joe Montana had even more to work with, even more tools on the offense, even better defenses, even better coaching. So if you want to try to compare the two, I think it's just a lost cause. Two different types of football being played. You know, so tip hats off right. to Tom Brady for being the best player, you know, that we've seen. Right, Roger Craig, 
all those guys, uh, Rice, Taylor, uh, Ronnie Lott. Here's some food for thought. Here's some food for thought. There, there was no salary cap. The salary cap started in 94. Right. So Montana, most of his career, he won all his Super Bowls. Brady had to deal with the salary cap. The Patriots had to deal with sal- – the Patriots had misses on players. Now they got some bargains on Corey Dillon. Corey You know, Randy Moss, uh, Wes Welker. Those guys were bargain players. You know, uh, a converted – quarterback and Julian Edelman uh people says well Brady never has a big throw or big moment and you know why because he made all the little throws he because he he made himself in third and four third and two because you know it's just it's hard to really argue against the guy you know I mean it's harder I I read all his stats the other day it's crazy some of the records he got nobody the reality the reality is that after 25, you're being after being 25 years old, he's been able to do stuff that no other no other quarterback was able to do, even Joe Montana. Like he's better, yeah. he's fit now. He's he has better fitness and athleticism now as a 44, 45 year old. Well, he's 45, right? 45 year old. Yeah, he's 46 in August. Yeah, then half of the quarterbacks in the league. Think about that. Like uh, so, Pickle says, you know, Brady would be big and old without Belichick. Okay, but you know, he was the best <laughs> before. He won a and Seifert. So I mean, it's still it is what it is, and we saw what we saw, and you saw what you saw. So we saw a guy win seven. You saw a guy win what six? How many Joe Montana win? Four, four, four. So you know, we can't. We're not. Compa- we're comparing oranges and apples, man. Two different eras, bro. I mean, you know. Yeah, and Montana took some harder hits because they were legal. Yeah, you know he was knocked out of a game. Uh, you must have seen that Mike Francesa thing, didn't you? I, I saw. Uh, I saw Mike Francesa. I saw. Well, he was Steve talking Smith, about Montana a of, had a better quarterback of... rating in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, right. Yeah, I saw. I saw it. Brady wasn't afraid to take the big pass. I mean, he 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 threw a pick six against Atlanta, and they come back and won. They were down twenty eight to three. One. I mean, I don't. We saw what we saw, and they saw what they saw. So, we're gonna. Yeah, I saw a lot of their games too. I mean, there's tape there. Uh, It is what it is. But when you've got three more, it's really hard. I mean, some guys just hate Brady, and I get it, but. It just is what it is, man. The dude gets up earlier. He works harder, you know? It's like Nick Saban. He practices falling down for crying out loud. The man was uh, a seven-round pick, man. Sixth-round pick. I mean, you know, he, he's not the strongest. But neither was Montana. He never had the strongest arm. You know, so anyways, uh, but okay, so now we had, um, who was this other guy? D'Amico Ryans. What do you think about the big? What, what do you think about Houston going with another defensive-minded head coach, man? I, I mentioned this earlier with Keith. Like Demico Ryan should have stayed away from Houston. Houston needs new ownership and management, and uh, I think it's just a fire sale is going to happen soon, and he's going to be caught in the whirlwind of that, and it's going to be bad news. Um, yeah. you know he, he's trying he's trying to get head up in his world, but I mean, you know, I would have I would have kind of <laughs> stayed clear from Houston. Houston, we have yeah. a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's true. I think maybe they should sell. I think maybe they'll sell the team at some point. It seems like this guy's quick to spend money. You know, the dad died back in 2018. They've been a mess ever since. A big mess. You know, since the son's running things up there. Uh, it, it's just something to think about. I wouldn't have went with another defensive-minded guy. He played for them. Could he be a Mike Vrabel type of talent where – he was only a defensive coordinator two years. Then he goes up to head coach, and he coaches well. J.J. Uh, Watt was really high on him. I don't know. He might be good. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I just don't see how you go defense, defense, defense when it hasn't really worked out. And you want to bring in a new quarterback, and you want to get defensive mind a head coach? If you're going to get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, I would have wanted to Shane Stiskin from, from uh, Philadelphia. I don't know. I, I, 
it's just D'Amico Ryan's has got a, a uphill battle the whole way through, and it's yeah. I, I wish he would have started on a better foot, man, because you know he yeah he'll get another job as a DC if they fire him. I mean, you know they'll pay him. He'll he'll, he'll make twenty thirty million or whatever out of this deal, no matter what happens. Um. Okay, I'm trying to see if there's anything. I guess I could ask you about the Knicks. They're seventh seed, man. Uh, do you see them maybe picking up anybody? What do you think about Thibodeau? You think they should move on and get more of an offensive guy, like a Steve Kerr situation? And Mark Jackson. I, mean, I really, since the day he he put on, he put a roster together. I, I said Tibbs should have been fired. He shouldn't have been hired. And there's a reason for that. And he he's a great coach, but his style and his um and the way he manages, he should be in a in a good college, yeah. like a you know, top ten college. In the NBA, the game has passed him. In the NBA, it's a different game now, you know, and it's a shooter's game, not a defender's game. And you know, he he's gonna want to retool that roster, but there's nobody out there that plays defense like he wants yeah. him to play defense. You know, he runs teams to the bone. He runs them to get uh, his stars to get injured. Um, he wants them back sooner than they're supposed to be back, and that's just not—it's just not the way the game is anymore. So, I mean, the Knicks are going to be terrible until they figure out something else to in in in, in management and something else. And and as far as um, you know, uh, coaching is. So. Yeah, I hope he figures it out. But I'm starting to become to that line of thinking that maybe. He, he, he has set the culture in. Maybe he simply wants to – maybe it will be a good idea to, to look to upgrade and get a Steve Kerr-like coach that can get this team more of an offensive identity. You know, not Mike D'Antoni. His teams play no defense. But somebody that's modern, like a Quinn Snyder. Remember the guy used to coach Utah? Somebody like that. That's just an example uh, to get well, this team well they tried, and the, and the problem with the Knicks is that they can't get four or five people that are top tier players in the t- or top ten players. So when so they can't do it's that, because of uh, uh, the, the owner, they can't get a. They can't they, get a big free agent. It starts from the top, right? And so, you know, he's not selling the he's not selling the team. He's not selling anything in New York. So. You know, yeah, well, at least they're in the playoff hunt, you know, and and they're not really technically in a play-in game. They're they're seventh seed. They would be playing the two. Would you pay four hundred dollars for a Knicks ticket? I would and, pay four hundred cents for one, but that's just me, you know. Yeah. No, I, I might pay. I might pay four hundred cents if if uh, you know if Giannis is in town or somebody. But uh, anyways, looks like. Carlos is having some technical problems here. Oh, there he is. Well, man, I'm not going to hold you, brother. Now he's unpopped off again. Uh, Like I said before, Knicks, I don't have them in the championship hunt. I hope they don't go out and get a Kyrie, everybody. Uh, They're one of those teams they're right on the precipice of doing something. I feel like they've been building something for the last few years. I do like the Jalen Brunson pickup. Probably could use some more star power. I, it, it, at least get at least get another assistant coach in here to help uh, put this offense, have a little bit more continuity in the offense, more flow. Uh, I do like the fact of his def- the team, his players do play hard for him and whatnot. I would like to see that be done, you know, with this New York Knicks team. Uh, I will. I just hope they don't go star chasing Pickles. You know, uh, Pickles says Dolan can screw up a free meal. Yeah, yeah, he's a guy that he gets offended by. One guy said, Dolan, you suck, and he had him thrown out. I mean, it was from a, from a distance, you know, and, and it just um, – you wouldn't think that he would be that kind of thin skin. I mean, it's New York City. What do you expect? But anyways, uh, Carlos, thank you for coming on. Sorry you had difficulties, man. Appreciate you taking your Friday nights and having these discussions, everybody. If you like the show, share the show. I'll be back on Monday. Maybe we'll have something – that has developed from this Kyrie Irving situation. And uh, as a side note, 
there's a few stories I wanted to talk about. There's Tony Romo's story about CBS having an intervention. I'll get to that next week. Uh, Derek Carr, there's news that he has been officially granted permission to um, seek a trade. So that's something. That's a story I'm going to monitor throughout the weekend and see where he goes. Uh, thank you for watching the program. Have a good weekend, everybody. I'll be back tonight here on uh, Monday night here on Sportscope, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern. Also, Mac and Jack and Jim Jeffcoat show on the Northeast Streaming Network uh, through YouTube channel, Facebook. I'll be on there Sunday, 7.30 p.m. Central Time, a.m., excuse me, 8.30 a.m. for about 30 minutes with those guys talking about this week's biggest news in sports. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night.